Hello. Hello. Is it me you're looking for? I changed it up. I liked it though. You know what? It was I, very I, soothing. I just, I just like do what I can, you know? And like yeah. the moment just felt like it called for some like Lionel. And I feel like you just like can't go wrong with that, you know? Yeah, you know, like, I don't know, like Lionel just brings this, you know, overwhelming abundance of calm to any scenario. So I think like that's a great setup for today. Yeah, and he's, um, like a, he's a bop king. We love that for us, too. Not that this podcast so. is supposed to, like, put you to sleep, but, like, you know. You know, you know. It, it's it's the chill vibes, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Literally Sisters. We back. We back. Any updates or, you know, things, interesting things that happened in the week this week? You know, I do have a reflection. I was I was thinking about this the other day. Um, I was driving home. And it's a beautiful time to be driving home at around 7.38 p.m., um, which is the end of my workday, because it's still light out. And we love yeah. this for me. You know, so I was driving and... You know, the vibes outside were just immaculate. And Natasha Bedingfield comes on my playlist. And, you know, we just start singing Unwritten. Wow. But there was just something so moving in that song. I feel like I never really listened to it before. And I just felt so, like, deeply connected to it. Like, I was, like, almost weeping. Honestly, it sounds magical. Like, I can see it, too. You know what? Like... You know, now that like my my car is automatic, like I have the ability to only have one, like w- like only need to use one hand. Game right? changer, right? Game changer. Yeah. And when I tell you I had one hand on the steering wheel and one hand like outstretched open, like I was just like in like a pose of just so much expansion. I was just like, feel the rain. Is that how it goes? I can't remember what it is. Feel the rain on your skin. Skin, whatever. I was thinking, like, this is, you know, right here. Like, what do you actually listen to in the lyrics? Um, Honestly, anyways. that song, what does that song remind you of? Um, it rem- Let's see if it's the same thing. It's not going to be because mine's oh. very niche. Um, it reminds me, it reminds me of the music video. It reminds me of Sunflowers. And like, It reminds singing- me of the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants movie. Oh, really? Yeah, because yeah, no, that's mine. where that's where that song like first became popularized, and as we all know, the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants movies are so magical a in and of leap. themselves. Carol, like the vibes are so immaculate in those fucking movies. Bro, I know the first movie was the first movie I ever watched in theaters. I went with oh my, my cousin. I went with my cousin Melissa. She took me to my first movie because she was intent on being the one that that did that with me. I got a popcorn and a brisk, and I was never the same. <laughs> never. <laughs> never. I was in seventh grade. Honestly, the vibes of those movies, immaculate. Everything of the sort. You want to know why I'm like in a, like a vibes aesthetic queen? It's because of those fucking movies, okay? It was also the reason why everybody fell in love with Blake Lively. Like, how could you not? absolutely although like, she perfection. did get a nose job after that movie for sure for sure um oh yeah probably yeah but like yeah we don't care she, we... she did i think there's like pics oh 
Um, but that was where that movie, that got popularized. I don't think, I can't remember if it was the first movie or the second movie. I believe it was the, I believe it was the first movie because I believe it was the one where she goes to the soccer camp and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and has sex with the counselor and like all that stuff. Um, if I remember correctly, but the second movie was immaculate too. Like when they went to, when Lena goes to Greece and like, uh, she oh goes my to Greece God. in the first one. She goes to Greece in the first one. Oh, that was the first movie. Yeah. Yeah. What happened in the second movie then? I need to rewatch. Obviously. Obviously. You know what, Carol? I read those books. I read them before I watched them. Oh my God. I think I read the books too, but I think I read it after I watched the movies. I think you probably borrowed it from me. Yeah, um, probably. Because I had all those books. I was like, I would wait for them. Like, they were literally, like, just, like, everything of the sort, you know? Just, like, never yeah. the same. Never the same. Yeah. So that so that song, Natasha Bedingfield, always reminds me of that movie. And if you can picture, like, the aesthetic of that movie, <sighs> like, of how well it fits in with The Rest is Still Unwritten, mm-hmm. it's just, like, okay, so you it'll take right. you to another place. So you're right. It's feel the rain on your skin and so the part that i was like really high vibing with it was the no one else can feel it for you only you can let it in like no one else no one else i was just like oh my gosh like personal empowerment i was like losing my gd mind bro (laughs) like literally i was like this is my shit i had never felt that before so i felt like a whole it just like felt like i was listening to it for the first time that's so funny we love that for you though we love that for you this totally. is like this is actually the time of year to do that. So totally, we stand a summer queen. You know what? Yeah, like it's almost my season. I am one. It's okay. Yeah. So happy Gemini season. We love that. Oh, for yeah, us. I was gonna say it's almost your season. Yeah. Yeah. So we out here. We totally out here. Just like a few more weeks. You know. Wow. So I just needed to share that with you because it just felt like such a pivotal moment in um my relationship with myself and so of course i'm gonna honestly it sounds magical i we stand uh yeah we totally do um we do what about you my updates are a lot less magical um although we have officially officially the move to california is on Mm. um daniel left with the truck this week um he's driving out all of our things he has like a thing with moving companies we won't get into it but (laughs) he has to drive everything um which is fine um but his brother and his brother-in-law and sister were like nice enough to like come up here and like his brother-in-law's driving back with him which is like so nice because like the last time that we drove he had to drive the whole way i had to drive the whole way so it was rough um but this time it's gonna be a lot better we're just like I don't know it's just so weird because now he's gone and to be honest like the only reason why I'm here and why Kaylee's still here is because Kaylee has school this week and I have like some work stuff to kind of finish up and then we're gonna then I'm gonna go remote for the rest of the month and so it's just so weird because all our stuff is gone we're literally sleeping on air mattress on the floor and it's literally just like our air mattresses and us empty house and it's very strange so weird so we are still here for like another week and like it feels very strange and I don't know what I'm gonna do I mean like I have to work and like things like that but like still very weird um tell them tell them about your outfit today 
<laughs> oh my god how so, many how many weeks are you carol how many weeks give people context set the, uh, set the image the picture i am officially i believe i'm 30 32 weeks daniela's gonna get so mad because daniela always wants me to like say the fucking the fucking fruit so <laughs> i am 31 <laughs> weeks the baby is the size of a coconut daniela <laughs> um and if you're into 80s or 80s or 90s nostalgia, the baby's as big as a fanny pack. Oh my god! And so this is the period of time which is like pretty, which I was reading about, which is pretty pivotal. The baby gains about half a pound a week, so mm. it's like rapid growth for the baby. So your girl finally has like a little bit of a baby bump, which like okay, yeah, we got we finally got to 31 weeks and we have a fucking baby bump. Like thank mm-hmm. the fucking lord. Mm-hmm. Um. But problemo here is that nothing fucking fits. And I'm 31 weeks. I'm so close to the finish line. Like, I'm not motivated to go out and buy clothes. Like, no. Your bitches, like, let's get this through, like, cheap as hell. Um, but anyway, I did buy a couple of things, right? Like, kind of anticipating this time. Um, and I had to give, I have to give a lecture today in person. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to wear, like, these, like, stretchy pants that, like, kind of look like they're, like, dress pants, but they're, like, really joggers. Like, they're really, like, comfy. Mm -hmm. Um, And I used to wear them all the time when I was pregnant, too. Mm -hmm. And they're so stretchy that they still fit. And I can Mm -hmm. pull them over my belly. I'm like, fuck. Like, this is, like, the fucking goals. Like, I can't even right now. (laughs) Then I remember I bought this, like, black shirt. And I remember looking at it, and I bought it in a small, and I was like... I remember at the time I was, like, just very recently pregnant. It was huge. It was, like, one of those, like, oversized, like, button-ups. And I was, like, oh, like, when I'm pregnant, like, it'll look cool. Like, you know, like, it'll be, like, this, like, casual, like, large vibe. I put it on today. It literally just looked like it looked like I was wearing a fucking nightgown. Like, I looked like <laughs> a fucking mess. Like, a mess, Andrea. And then, like, it's also this, like, awkward. It's, like, an awkward size where it's, like, big and so I can button it and everything, but then I just look super fat and like <laughs> super fat, like, and then like skinny ass, like jogger legs underneath. <laughs> so we're looking Carol, a bit like a Christmas. Don't skip leg day. Don't skip. I know. We're looking like a bit of a, of a black Christmas tree. <laughs> and so I'm like trying to tuck it in in like certain places, wait, right? Wait, 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 wait. I'm wait. like. You just said it looked like. A black Christmas tree. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it's like going out. Like, it's like, <laughs> it was going out. And like, I was like trying, and it has a collar, so I'm like trying to button it up. I'm trying to like pull it off on the side, but I still want to be professional. I'm trying to tuck it in. I like literally like was like tucking it in under my bra because I was like, maybe that'll look cute because then it'll like outline the belly. It looked, it, it was a fucking mess. It was actually a fucking mess. I think I looked terrible. Um, people finally figured out that I was, I literally just like walked around like with my hands, like on top of my belly to like be like, mm. hey, by the way, like this shirt has no shape, but like you can see I have a belly. I'm not just like fat. Um, <laughs> I like literally, I can't do this. And then, and what, then what, what the kicker. Okay, the kicker of all this is that I packed all my fucking shoes. Of course, because, like, I'm uh, the, like, did not think this through at all. 
So I have, like, I packed all my shoes, but I have three pairs of running shoes that I didn't pack because, like, priorities, right? And typically, like, I can wear running shoes. I wear running shoes to work, and, like, I wear running shoes, like, for everything else. But obviously, I'm wearing, like, this, these dress clothes, and I can't wear my... I literally, Andrea, I was going to wear, like, I don't even have, like, different colored socks. I had white socks. I was like, I was going to wear white <laughs> socks with, like, black running shoes. Like, these black, like, my... <laughs> black work running shoes and I was like oh my god like this is gonna be like literally like the most disgusting I've ever looked and then I remembered that I have a bunch of bags of things to give away and I was giving away these ratty old blue blue flats that I've had for a couple years that I bought on uh, like I bought from Target and they're like really ugly and like they're not ugly but they're like worn and like stuff and so I was throwing them away and I was like you're coming with me and you're coming home with me exactly and that's what I wore and you know to be honest um I'm hoping it wasn't recorded I know it was but you know so it is what saying, it is you're saying that you wore all black and blue flats correct <laughs> yep nice yep, nice. yep. I know nice. I know Andrea you know what like I don't need this right now okay <laughs> just can't get over the Christmas tree. We're just trying to, like, make it through the fucking day. You know what? Like, that really... When I asked you to set the scene, I'm so un- I'm so happy that you, like, understood the assignment and really <laughs> set the scene because... So here's the thing. Here's the dilemma that I have. So you can wear pants when you're pregnant. You have to choose whether you're going to wear them under your belly or over your belly. Right. 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 When you're wearing leggings, that's, like, really easy, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, if you're wearing leggings, first of all, key tip when you're pregnant, do not buy the leggings that have the seam at the top. Mm-hmm. You want a pair of leggings that do not have a seam at the very top of the legging so that when they pull over your pregnant belly, it doesn't leave a line. It's not uncomfortable. So I have a bunch of those that are seamless at the top that are super comfortable to wear. And I wear them, I wear those over the belly. Those are really easy to wear over the belly. But everything else is a little challenging to wear over the belly, right? So I have like those um, bands that you wear like over pants and stuff like that. Like to kind of like, um, if you want to, like if you can't close the the jean or if you can't close the pant, you like put on those like uh, spandex like kind of things, belly wraps. But then they give you like an early 2000s vibe where you're wearing an undershirt, you know? <laughs> But, you know, it is what it is. Um, And the problem is that, like, I am not, I still can fit into a lot of my shirts pre-pregnancy, which I never, I don't think, I I don't think I really wore, like, very tight things, like, to begin with. Mm -hmm. So I think, like, even though my boobs grew and, like, all this stuff, like, Mm -hmm. I can still, like, like, fit into things fairly easily. The problem is that they're, like, they get super short because the fucking belly is, like, round. So then you have this weird, like, fucking gap between, like, the actual, like, belly band and then, like, my shirt. And honestly, Andrea, it's a mess. Like, I can't, like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. I have a start a new job on July 1st. What am I going to wear? Am I going to wear a black Christmas tree again? Probably. Because what the fuck am I supposed to wear? <laughs> Would, I mean, okay. So. I probably have to go to the store and just buy something and call it a day. Right. I just wonder, like, I don't know about work clothes, but I just, you're in California, so I wonder, like, can you just, like, wear dresses? Yeah, I probably could just, like, get a dress to wear over, um, like, a bump-friendly dress. 
Yeah, why don't you just go like get like a Skims dress? You would look so good. No, no I can't wear that to work, Andrea. Oh yeah, I guess you can't wear that. That's I said work aside. I don't know what you can wear to work, right? But like, bro, if I'm not at work, I'm wearing a, I'm wearing fucking shorts and a t-shirt. That's all I'm wearing. Okay. Like, I'm you know literally like, like, or I'm wearing leggings and a t-shirt. Like, I started also key thing to wear when you're pregnant is to wear your husband's shirts. Because oh, I already do that. So. Them bitches be so soft. Like, where do they get all these soft clothes? You know, um, what? wearing wearing Jonathan's clothes just like hurts my feelings because it fits. Mm. <laughs> it's not oversized. Mm. Which is Daniel's super tall and like bulky compared to me, like really big shoulders and stuff. So his so he was always like he's like a men's large. Mm-hmm. So wearing a men's large right now is just mm, it's like. It's so, it's money. It's so comfy. Mm-hmm. With a pair of, like, leggings, that's all I want to wear all day. Mm-hmm. I mean. And the, with a pair of biker shorts, that's all I want. You know what? It's giving, like, Princess Diana, so we love this for you. Mm, yes. Um, although, too hot to wear a sweater. But, mm-hmm. oh, the other thing I noticed today while I was giving my lecture, a bitch is out of breath. She cannot, like, fucking, like, tell, do a whole hour lecture. Like, I'm, like, telling this, I'm, like speaking and I'm like hearing myself sounding like you know when you're like at the end of like your breath but you're also maybe like gonna cry because like you're losing your voice and I'm like I'm not like I'm not scared like that I just can't fucking breathe so much so like I literally Andrea I had to take a break and like take a breath I've never this has never happened to me before in the past it was it was pretty insane like wow I know um and then like I just, like, by the time I got home, I didn't sleep very well last night anyway, but, like, by the time I got home, a bitch was exhausted. I had to take a nap. It just took, it just took the fucking wind out of me. It is, it's hard out here. These times are hard. And then, um, as time goes on also, and I remember, like, hearing this from a lot of different people who have been pregnant before, like, as time goes on, you actually get, like, weaker, um, Mm. in terms of, like, I just feel like, the things that I could do, like, for example, when we were packing and stuff, like, I obviously, like, can't, I'm not doing, like, a ton of heavy lifting, but I can lift, like, some things, Mm -hmm. and I just feel like my tolerance for, like, when I am done this pregnancy and I get back into, I I haven't, um, to be honest, like, I've been doing a lot of walking and doing a lot of, like, cardio and stuff, but I haven't been doing a lot of weightlifting, but when I'm, like, when I deliver this baby and I get back into, like, lifting and things like that, like, a bitch is going to be a back, we're going to be back at five pounds. Like, I'm not even kidding. Like, it is mm-hmm. rough. Right. Like, it's yeah, rough. Right. Holy shit. Uh, mm-hmm. And I also, like, I also am, like, the type of person where, like, I'm pretty, like, before I got pregnant, like, I was pretty active. So, like, the fact that, like, I'm not, like, really doing too much in pregnancy is, like, kind of surprising to me. But, like... Mm-hmm. I just don't, I never, I just didn't have, I didn't realize that I actually don't have the energy. Mm-hmm. It just like took a lot of energy out of me. Mm-hmm. But it also doesn't help that like you don't really have access to a lot of stuff too. Right. Yeah. It was so like the you... winter and it was cold when I was like first pregnant and stuff like that. But like yeah. I would do, I do like prenatal Pilates and like stuff like that, sure, like sure. trying to like do stuff. And then like I was also like, we have we have a uh, bike so I was like spinning a lot Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and then walking a lot yeah I don't know it's just like right it's really hard like Mm -hmm. I yeah it doesn't help Mm -hmm. that I'm also like probably too busy so I right 
Well, you even know. still, like, even if there was a, a day that you had off, like, you would tell me, like, oh, I, like, just, like, really want to work out right now. But it's, like, you didn't have, like, a squat rack or, like, a set of dumbbells, really, to, like, choose from to really yeah. make. Or a gym membership, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just, like, it, it's a little bit different. I know. So when you had it, when it was, but it was, like, fleeting, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just all of our, our gym setup was in the garage and we tried to bring it downstairs and we tried to do it but it was like just yeah. really hard um i am getting over a cold that i self-induced because i ate too much candy um honestly so... the story is like the most whack-ass story ever but yeah we're so glad I like... you're on the mend <laughs> it's been like it's been over a week now it's just like the little bits here and there i think what i am gonna miss is like nightly nyquil because like last night i slept so good oh i was gonna say you probably like fall asleep so much faster oh so much faster i i understand why people get hooked on this stuff right it's just like so <laughs> to, to just like fall asleep you know yeah. but yeah so i ate way too many airheads and it was such like an interesting moment for me because they were still going down and I was like, wow, I'm going to get sick tomorrow. I know I am. And oh, wow. I got sick the next day and I was like, damn. How many COVID the- tests did you take, though? I only took one. Oh. But it's so interesting. I was having a conversation today at work and it was like, just like talking about allergies. And it was like, we have reached that point where it is, people would rather have IBS right now and like fart unexpectedly or like need to take like a shit rather than having to like cough in public because you have like allergies oh my gosh i know right so i was like major facts so i'm just super lucky i'm super lucky i don't have allergies like that but daniel is like dead right now like because the pollen is just insane right now um i I am so sorry to all of our girlies that have allergies because Mm -hmm. it sounds miserable um i do have like a small little obsession that i would like to share so obviously we're in like summer season and you know i'm a little bit of like a skincare junkie these days a little Um, bit i i cannot be stopped anyway um i just wanted to share that i got this tinted moisturizer um from sephora recently from Ilya. Mm -hmm. And it has been everything of the sort. I've been putting it over like regular sunscreen just because like when you put on foundation, there's no way that you're putting a teaspoon of foundation on your face. So I compensate with like putting like a teaspoon of sunscreen on my face first. And then I put this tinted moisturizer Mm -hmm. and um, I've been playing with it. Like I put it over this like um, this like glowy sunscreen from Supergoop. Beautiful everything of the sort the um, unseen and then I sunscreen from supergroup the glow screen oh okay yeah it's not super cost effective to use the glow screen like a teaspoon of it like it really does go through it pretty quick but it's just mm. so beautiful on your skin mm-hmm. and and then i used it with like regular sunscreen like not a, like a glowy one just like your typical like it was like from vici uh or vichy sorry and um i put the ilia sunscreen which has like 40 spf in it Mm. um and it has been so beautiful one of my friends her and i we got it together we went to support together we're like we need to try this everything of the sort it is just like the most perfect summer skin tint 
a little bit of sunscreen, just like, ugh, obsessed. So if you're looking into a very, it has no coverage though, like no coverage. It really is just like a skin tint, but it was like everything mm-hmm. of the sort. Wow. So loved that for me. I'm definitely going to take it to Portugal for sure. Oh, that'll be perfect for when you're tanned. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. So amazing. So amazing. So if you're looking for that, that's my recommendation. What's our, uh, what's our Portugal countdown? at this point uh i leave on the sixth so i guess maybe just like about five ish weeks wow how are we feeling it's crunch time i've been working out like crazy (laughs) honestly like a bitch loves a jumpsuit like i got the aritzia uh divinity romper and it's been like if i could wear that shit every single fucking day i would i fucking can't you wear it to work i do i 100 percent wear it to work i look so fucking cute the neckline on that shit oh my gosh slay me i am dead i love it so much it's so comfortable it is worth getting naked in the bathroom for i don't even care i don't wear a bra with it and 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 a bitch has some tits right and i still Mm -hmm. don't wear i still don't wear a bra with it it is everything of the sort wow oh my gosh so um yeah I have not tried on the, it's a Wilfred, right? Wilfred Divinity. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I have the... not tried, I have not tried that one, but I have tried the Old Navy one. Um, mm-hmm. And I just couldn't find the one that had the, that didn't have flare leg, which yeah. was like, unfortunate. I wore that one today for my workout. Oh my gosh. You just like, you look so snatched. I fucking love it. Mm. So good. I like, I, it was so wild. I wore it one day and I was just like staring at myself in the mirror. I was like, damn, Andrea, like everything. And, like, everyone feels that way. It's not just me. Mm. It's, like, voodoo magic in that shit. Mm. If you want to feel good about yourself, like, get the romper. Like, it, the the jumpsuit. It's so good. I did get the romper, too. I'm just waiting for it to ship. It was, like, back-ordered. Because Ooh, I, did, I didn't know there was a romper version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they have, like, so many colors. I literally, literally, I would get it. Oh, I you mean, like, the bike short version? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I would get it wow. in, like, all of the colors. I would wear that shit every... I would wear it. That would be my uniform. If I couldn't wear anything ever again like i have if i had to wear one thing for the rest of my life it would be a jumpsuit Mm. hands down wow love it for me wow i do love that for you i mean like it was a significant investment and we didn't know where it was gonna go so Mm -hmm. to be fair by aritzia prices paying a hundred bucks really wasn't that like by aritzia standards tv no 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 i was just thinking because we were you were like investing in like a new style that you weren't sure if you were gonna like oh yeah 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 yeah. no it was like literally everything once i once i got the one from i got one off of amazon which i don't which i like but i don't love it's just because it's not cut well um it just like bunches at the crotch which we don't love Mm. um so but it's nice like again i like the neckline on that one too it's just like i would i would need to fix that which i don't know how to do so that's like the only downfall is that it like it looks silly in the crotch Mm -hmm. um but the i loved the old navy one it was so cute i just wanted it in black and i've been like stalking old navy online to find the black version and i couldn't find it like it's always sold out in my size Mm -hmm. so i have the peach one but it's still so cute fucking love that shit mm. sold so cool we love that for you fashionista girly wow so um, um lots of updates <laughs> lots of updates lots of reviews lots of recommendations but i'm kind of curious uh should we jump in to our topic today yeah let's jump in let's let's dive okay so as i don't know if anybody has noticed but we've kind of started this this series of 
like just like growing up and we've chatted about it in like other um episodes before but we um in today's episode we kind of wanted to talk about like how part of growing up is being able to face the things that we're kind of afraid of but that are like within ourselves so for the purposes of the episode we're call- we're calling them our monsters so i think like the thing it's they're like monsters because there are parts of ourselves that like are either challenging for us to overcome or there are parts of ourselves that we don't particularly like about ourselves right, right. um and i think that that's the context that i want to give to that mm-hmm. and that's like very much a part of that's very much a part of growing up i think that it's hard sometimes when you're in certain stages to be very introspective and to be able to have that kind of like assessment of yourself. So I think it's kind of cool that like we've gotten to that point Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, in general Mm -hmm. and like our self growth discovery that like we can actually make those kind of like difficult decisions um, and things like that. Because I think that for a lot of times for a lot of our lives for us, like a lot of our perceptions of ourself and our perceptions of like how we operated within the um, within our lives in our community were based on so many other descriptions of like what other people would want us to be or how other people would want us to act. And so it didn't really allow us much of a, an opportunity to actually like assess like how we felt, I guess, because um, there was just so much other bullshit to consider. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we love that for us, but it does make it challenging. Well, I think there's something to be said about um, the environment that we grew up in. Um, If there's anything we did not need any help with was being judgmental of ourselves. Yeah. Because we were in this, like, this environment that kind of pushed this narrative of, like, you're inherently sinful, so you have to spend the rest of your life in this pursuit of being something by a certain standard, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Right? And of watching yourself, right? Like of right. not allowing yourself to be too much like yourself because who you are is bad. Right. So I think the the distinction that we're trying to make is that there's a difference between thinking that you are a monster, <laughs> i.e. Mm-hmm. something to be someone to be ashamed of and constantly critiquing and um, using your self-awareness skills to notice and be honest with yourself about um, the like with the things I guess be honest with yourself about um, how sometimes we make our life a little bit more difficult because we have these internal challenges Mm -hmm. right so I think that's one it's like okay we can we can approach this with like with a lens of like compassion because it's not that we're bad people it's just that we as people have things that we bump into from time to time that have nothing to do with anybody else besides ourselves Mm -hmm. right and it's kind of not problems that we create ourselves but again they're these monsters there's these like unspoken things that we kind of skirt around and try and manage and pretend Mm -hmm. like they don't exist when in reality you know if we just face them and like approach them with compassion and try to understand them maybe they wouldn't get in the way as much as they do right what do you think yeah I mean I guess what I was wondering is like what do you feel like are like typical ones that you feel like people encounter or that you see a lot well I think the the thing that's tricky about answering that question is that it just like depends 
because I don't think that there's like a consistent theme. Mm. Um, I think it's less about behaviors and more like about beliefs and then the behaviors that follow said belief. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think there's a lot of things that go into why we behave the way that we behave. Sometimes that's tied to a belief. Sometimes it's something that was modeled to us. Um, yeah. Being avoidant of your emotions um, or being overly anxious about like how others feel about you, things like that. You know, you'll hear a lot of people say like, if I just cared less about how people, what people think about me, then I would yeah. feel like so much better. Like things like that. But there's like a belief that's attached to that, that usually kind of informs, right? Which is why like facing these things can be so unnerving because it's like, man, there is some huge risks associated with facing this thing of mine. I want to pretend that it just doesn't exist instead. Mm. And I'd say that like anecdotally, like it was so hard to be challenged um, in personal therapy because a lot of it is like really uncomfortable, right? In terms of like yeah, like I think I think I do need to be honest with myself about like how I'm behaving and where that's actually coming from instead of trying to find a way to blame it on somebody else. In varying degrees, there are certain instances where that would show up. Yeah, um, no, absolutely. But it's tricky. It was hard. It was hard to confront those things. It was so uncomfortable. It still is. Still I was going to say, it's like, it's like you can't even always do that depending on what headspace you're in. Mm, um, totally. It's so hard. So as we're kind of talking about this, Carol, I'm kind of curious, do you have any like personal examples? Like when you think about like what parts of yourself that you might avoid, but it's kind of like made your life harder in certain scenarios. Can you think of anything? My, like one of my big things, and it's still like something that's like a thing even today, is that I am kind of avoidant of decision making, if that makes sense. Like, Mm -hmm. and it's not always, but I, it's particularly if I feel stressed or if I feel confronted with something that I know is going to be challenging to overcome, I don't want to make the decision. I don't want to, like, like, take a stake or a claim in, like, what I believe should happen or, like, make a decision. Because I don't want, I'm not ready emotionally for the fallout on that. Right. Right. So So is that what feels scary about it? Like that's why it's a monster for you because you're afraid of like the fallout. Yeah. Because I think that if I, because I always like, I'm like, if I don't make the decision, if I'm still in like this waiting game and process, then it's neutral at this point. Right. Right. And so once I, once I make the decision, then it has the opportunity to be either positive or negative. Right. Right. Especially like, and, and a lot of it sometimes can involve um, very specific things. So a lot of it can sometimes involve like decisions that will affect other people. Right. Right. And it could be like something trivial, like, you know, like deciding where we're going to go eat or something like that. Right. But if I have like this perception that like other people might be like other people are going to be positively or negative affected by my choice. Mm hmm. Like, I don't want to make that decision. I want someone else to make that decision, right? Wow. Um, And sometimes those things are, like, also, like, financial things. Uh So, like, deciding to make a big purchase Mm -hmm. or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. I am, and I've said this before, I think, on the podcast, too. Like, a bitch is the person that, like, has stuff in her Amazon cart for months at a time. Totally. Like, you know? And it's not because 
And it's not because like I can't buy the things or I shouldn't buy the things. It's because I'm waiting for like this. I'm. It's almost like I'm waiting for like my like to make the decision for myself and press the button, mm-hmm. right? Whereas that like it's inconsequential. Like just order the damn leggings. Like who the hell mm-hmm. cares? Like you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. if I don't make that decision, then like I haven't made a poor or a, a poor or a good choice. It just is. Um, and so it's a very weird thing and it's actually been something that like has been a point of contention, like in, like in terms of like my, like, so like obviously like your finances and stuff, like when you get married, like you start to talk to that, like you like share your finances with your partner. Right. And Daniel is very much like, not like that. Like Daniel Mm. is like the type of person where he's like, if I, if we need it, like if I have... Like, if I'm looking it up, it's because I know that we need this and I'm going to buy it. He's very, like, task-oriented and he just wants to finish it. Mm -hmm. So, for me, he will, like, want to talk to me about something and be like, okay, like, for example, um, like, we want to buy, like, uh, let's say we want to buy, like, a new TV or something Mm -hmm. like that. He's going to talk to me about this new TV. He will have already done the research of, like, what TV he wants. He will tell me, like, this is the one that he wants. For X, Y reason, you know, like, do I agree? Blah, blah, blah. I usually don't have a preference. But he'll be like, I want to buy it now. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm. You just told me about this just now. Right. And there's no rhyme or reason as to why you can't buy it. Like, you can't make the purchase now. But also, like, I need a minute. And he's like, okay, but, like, what do you need a minute for? Like, do you need me to answer more questions about it? Like, do you want to look at other options? Blah, blah, blah. And I'll be like no, no, I just need to, like, sit with it. Right. And he was like, this is stupid. Like, this is bullshit. Like, what do you mean sit with it? Like, what, do you, what are we waiting for? Like, you know what I mean? Right. So right. it's just an interesting thing that I have. Um, right. I'm not really sure where it comes from. But, yeah. It's like an avoid – I would call it, like, avoided decision-making, to be honest. I don't know what else I would call it. But, right. Right. Yeah. Totally. Totally. That's so interesting. So it's almost like it's not like doing the opposite will make you feel better. Okay, I'm just going to like expose myself to situations where I have to make impulsive decisions. I still can't tolerate this. Like this is just too much. Like this is not the answer either. There's almost like there has to be like some buy-in. So this is why these things are so complicated. And And like there's different stakes for it. Like there's, you know what I mean? So there may be instances where you can manage doing something like choosing what you want to eat for dinner. Um, so that's super low stakes. So it's not like you're avoidant of all decision making, but there's certain situations where like the higher the stakes, the harder it is. Right. And like, I just, and like the, but this, the limitations on like making those decisions are very ambiguous and vague. Like they don't have any real like foundation or bearing at all. Like, Mm. you know what I mean? Like this, this inconsequential, this amount of time, this like processing time that I want him to give me doesn't actually accomplish anything. I don't actually process anything in that period of time, if that makes sense. Right. It's really just getting used to the idea of, okay, we're going to buy this thing. This mm-hmm. money's going to come out of our bank account and blah, 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 blah. And like, mm-hmm. it's very weird. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Um, All right. How about yours? Your okay, monsters. So it's, it's interesting because like I, um, for me, my main challenge has been, uh, being able to tolerate a different pace um, because I tend to do things like 
it's not impulsively. I just do things very quickly. It's like almost like I want to get rid of things. Um, like I want to get rid of discomfort. And, and then I make careless mistakes. And that just like really frustrates me. But it's scary to slow down, right? Because then I have, because then it takes more mental energy. And it's like, oh my gosh, there's like so much demand on me and I have to pay attention, which means there's more responsibility. And um, so just like a slower pace, just like is just very, very hard. Like it, it, yeah. it actively makes me very uncomfortable and it's actually quite activating. I'm not going to lie. Like I try, I like I'm working on this shit with my therapist and it's just like, we're creating these conditions to be able to be curious about what happens when I slow down a little bit more. And it's, I, I jump out of my body right away because it's just like, I can't, I can't fucking do this. I like, I can't sit here and just like notice this is just like too much, which is so hilarious because I ask people to do this like every day, like yeah, seriously work somatically like every single fucking day and like people be saying this shit to me and i'm like i know but i don't say that but like in my head i'm like i know just like but just try (laughs) you know yeah yeah when like a bitch can't even do it herself or she's working on it like i'm getting better with it but it's been like four years of like working on this right it's because it's so fucking hard it's so fucking hard and i just like i'm very resistant to like I, I listen to podcasts on 1.2 speed or 1.5 because I'm like, you need to get there faster. You need to talk faster, like get there faster. Like I had to drive across the 401 this weekend and I was like, I purposely drove at night because I didn't want anyone getting my way because I didn't want to have to wait. Like I just like, I can't. Like traffic wise? Just mean? traffic, just traffic. Like I did not want to yeah. have, to, I didn't want to get stuck. And then I also didn't want to go on the 407, but I would have, I would have. I had my like transponder in the car just in case because i was like i'm not i can't live like this i like i literally can't live like this like if you had like if you had hit traffic you would have gone yeah 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 because then i would have to go slow so yeah and it's still it's still like a fear thing like like the resistance i do conceptualize as fear because there's something inherently not okay with me slowing down and paying attention a little bit more to what's actually happening but it sucks because and and the thing that like it it makes my life harder by actively resisting and avoiding slowing down because I then make careless mistakes like I said before like mm-hmm. I send emails too fast and like I end up making spelling mistakes or like I have like a welcome email that I do whenever I get an email from someone new and like I copied and pasted it like wrong right mm-hmm. and I just sent it really quick and I was like oh shit this is embarrassing so it also makes me like look stupid and it happened all in school and all this stuff just like really careless mistakes because i would do things just like too quickly mm-hmm. so i'd miss like really important details like i would miss like com- like full questions of certain things mm-hmm. right like you know how you talk like after you hand in assignments or papers or whatever and they're like so what did you what did you write for that like one question I'd be like i don't remember this question that was a question they're like yeah it was like on like the last page and i was like fuck i totally missed that because i just like don't like it was just so hard mm-hmm. but um and then that was embarrassing and so it made my life harder because I had to go back and be like, listen, like, depending on the situation, sometimes it was like, what's done is done. Yeah, like, it which, is what it is. But like, it made my life life harder in that in in that way, too, where it's just like, I can't even advocate for myself. I kind of have just t- like, I just have to take the L. It's hard. It's hard. So I'm trying to be more patient with myself. They're like, so like, the, the two things that we brought up are like, so fundamentally different yeah I know but it's so funny how they're like also the same Mm -hmm. in the sense of like it's all like trying to avoid discomfort right Mm -hmm. in some form yeah 
Oh, and totally. also like a discomfort that is very difficult to pinpoint and for us to like mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. for me to describe it to you is like very mm-hmm. like challenging like it doesn't like actually I feel like when I'm describing it, it doesn't make sense because I don't really think it does but right. um right yeah well it's a really important to like keep in mind that like what we're talking about is management right because it's not unrealistic to think that we as humans are never going to manage we need management management strategies to survive mm-hmm. even after when we're well like mm-hmm. management will always be a thing mm-hmm. and so but what we're hoping to do is find more adaptive ways to manage based on like the context of our life in this moment because management is always changing um right. because you're going to be managing in different ways like across your lifespan it just kind of is what it is so these monsters um that we're kind of talking about are like hey these are ways you've learned to manage, but now they're making your life really hard. And, you know, what would happen if you just like called that out and noticed like what would happen if I felt like I didn't have to manage myself in this way, which is like hella uncomfortable. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, like, I think that I will say like it has gotten a lot better. And I think mm -hmm. that like having that introspection that that's what I'm doing mm-hmm. really helps as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause then I can challenge that mm-hmm. like in that moment. Also like when this happens, like in the sense of like with a partnership or with someone or with someone else, like with a situation with someone else, they can also point that out too. Right. Sure. And be like, totally. you know, so like if I'm, if I'm doing that and Daniel's like, okay, what are we waiting for? Like, what are the, what are the decision points that like mm-hmm. we need to get to in order to make this decision and I can be like there are no decision points then that can mm-hmm. push me like further along um, right. into accepting that discomfort or accepting that that decision making mm-hmm. and so it's just very interesting I think it goes along the same lines of the things that I was talking about earlier um, mm-hmm. a couple podcasts back which is like this overwhelming sense and urge to like make the correct decision the first time um, and to like make the smartest quote unquote decision because I mm-hmm. should know what that decision is that it, I think it all kind of stems from, from all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is funny because these types of things tend to manifest themselves in very random and weird ways. And they're not mm-hmm. necessarily always attached to actually very frequently. They're not necessarily, they're not attached to things of particular importance or significance right Mm. they're just placeholder emotions for things that for like a common theme that i that i i like keep reliving for some reason Mm -hmm. if that makes sense like you know what i mean like it's Mm -hmm. not really like it doesn't serve me ever Mm -hmm. or very rarely has it served me i'm not going to say it has never served me i'm i'm -hmm. sure like being cautious about making decisions has served me at one point or another Mm -hmm. However, if I'm not doing, like, a critical assessment of something, Mm -hmm. then that's not going to serve me. Sure, sure. Um, And so those are the things I kind of have to, like, tell myself. And, like, there there is something to be said about, like, the feeling that shows up is going to transcend the context, right? Like, the context is going to be different, but for whatever reason, that feeling is showing up right now. So you're going to manage it in a way that, like, is normal for you. That's, like... It's just like the neural pathway in your brain where it's just like, when yeah. we feel this, we do this. And so it's tricky. But this is why, this is what I wonder, right? You know, with all this being said, with all this facing emotions, right? Not emotions, facing these monsters. Do we feel like we can ever 
be free from them like do you think that there's a way do you think it's realistic to think that like one day you'll wake up and be like cured and these monsters will like no longer exist like what do we feel like is the goal with facing these monsters you know i think that over time it becomes less as Mm -hmm. you as you face it and as you interact with it and as you give Mm -hmm. it a name as you give it a name so to speak Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. I think that it does improve and I think that it does change over time. Mm-hmm. It never has completely gone away for me. I don't know if that's going to be true for me forever, but it has never gone away for me. I think that it's not really, and you know what? I don't necessarily associate that with something negative because yeah, no, no, like no. What, what that harkens, like the things that that brings up for me and the things that it makes me think about are fundamental to the experiences that I had growing sure. up or the things or sure. the experience or the, the challenges that are, you know, mm-hmm. positive or negative things, yeah. Yeah. Um, which are all a part of who I am. And I don't necessarily think of it as like, oh, I have to accept this or reject it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's not like dichotomous like that, right. if that yeah, makes yeah, sense. Yeah. yeah. And, but it also doesn't necessarily feel like, oh, I'm just managing this every day. Like, do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know how to like express that, but it's like, yeah. it's not really like this like huge po- negative thing, which is why sometimes I feel like it's hard to sometimes put it in the context of it being a monster because it feels like so fundamental to who I am sometimes. Yeah. Sure. Um, in well, different it's ways, right? It's so it's yeah, right. It's it's interesting because like as you're saying that, like I 100% agree with you because these these monsters have like no moral value, right? Like it's giving like monsters ink, right? Like this yeah. is like fucking like Mike Wazowski and so we're just playing a game, yeah, right. And so like it seems like they're these big scary things, but when we actually face them, you see it's just like a little green goblin with one eye who likes mm-hmm. to do stand up. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so, again, like I like I love where you're going with that in the sense of like sometimes part part of the process is facing them and realizing, hey, you're actually not here to scare me. You are yeah. actually adaptive. You're actually functional. However, I think sometimes you get in the way. Sometimes it's annoying yeah. that I have to sit here and like make these careless mistakes. Like I I wish I had a little bit more access to this ability to like pay more attention if that makes sense so that I don't have to be in this situation constantly because I also don't want to accept that either like oh this is just who I am I make careless mistakes and that is what it is like that for me personally that doesn't have to feel true to anybody else but for me personally it's just like I don't really want to I don't really want to do that like I do want to feel like I can mitigate how many careless mistakes I I make and that it is okay for me to slow down like in my inner world a little bit more well, and when I think right. what it is for me, like the times that I feel like I use and I kind of like, I don't know if I'm using this terminology correct, so please forgive me. But like, I, it, it sometimes feel can feel like bypassing, yep. like it's a default way of that I want to think when I want to avoid, mm-hmm. um, like actually being either curious or actually being intuitive about something mm-hmm. that I'm going through. Right. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I have found that over time, if I am more intentional about these kinds of scenarios, because I know like when these scenarios are going to be challenging for me, right? Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. I know that this is going to come up in my head when Daniel brings up that we need to buy, you know, patio furniture 
or something like that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I know that these things are going to come up for me. And so when I, if I can identify that and name that, that becomes a lot more manageable in that moment if I can be present with it, right? Mm -hmm. So that's why I think I'm also very intentional about when I, I'm trying at least to be more intentional about when I want to have these conversations too, Mm -hmm. particularly if they have involve another person, right? So there will be times like during the day or times, you know, during seasons during our life when I'm very stressed about other things and he will bring up something like that. And I will say, listen, like I can't have that conversation right now because Mm. I'm not going to be able to make that decision right now because I'm really stressed about X, Y, and Z. And I am like focusing my attention on trying to not avoid those things Uh for this decision. Um, And so sometimes that means relinquishing control, right? Like we're a partnership and like Mm -hmm. he like very much wants to involve me in like decisions like that. But I'll Mm -hmm. be like, you make the decision about what TV you want to have. Like for me, that's like an inconsequential decision. It's not something Mm -hmm. that I have like a big stake in like, or I feel very strongly about. So like I feel comfortable with you making that decision of what you feel is best. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so sometimes Mm -hmm. like offloading those things and like those scenarios in which you don't actually need to be involved and you don't need to trigger that part Mm -hmm. of yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, has been really key for me too, which can be nice in things like that are a partnership. Now, when they are things that are like me, myself, and I, the things that I have to be worried about, those things can be a little bit more challenging because in some ways, like offloading those decisions, you know, is in a form, like in some ways it is, it is another avoidant tactic though I feel like I try to only use that in scenarios when I'm trying to make space mm-hmm. to think and process mm-hmm. something else. Right. So there's an intention yeah. behind it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah. not just being like, I don't want to make decisions like this anymore. So I want you to make all these decisions. Right. For right. Right. Like it's, it's not like that. Right. Right. And I think that's like, a, and that's like a really important distinction to make. Right. And I think that's kind of like what we're trying to say is that like, part of growing up is being able to face these things that like while they may feel like monsters right they're actually not that spooky scary and Mm -hmm. there is something to be said about like offering yourself compassion because that sounded really compassionate towards yourself in that I can trust myself to know that my intention with asking him to take over is because like I don't I don't this is one less thing that I like I don't need to be worrying about yeah. And so it, it it is about that. And I think that is what encapsulates the freedom of the monster is that it's it's not as as scary. And it's actually something that you can understand and, and be compassionate towards and work with. And I think that's what kind of captures like the freedom of the monsters. Is yeah, that absolutely. like, hey, it's it's not that scary. It's just it's a thing that I learned and I, I don't need to. I don't need to use it in the way that I once did. Yeah. Right? Maybe I can have power over how it gets in the way, if it even gets way gets in the way at all. And if it does, I know how to repair that for mm-hmm. myself. And it just makes like being able to access like that, your ability to connect with yourself so much easier. Right? Because that's yeah. kind of the whole goal, right? Of growing up is being able to be rooted and anchored in like who you are as a person. So as with most things, it's like, how can we be curious and compassionate towards these monsters. I feel like that's like the underlying theme of literally everything. That's literally our takeaway. Yeah. From literally most things, our takeaway. But... So be encouraged. Yeah. We hope that you are encouraged 
to be a little bit more curious about the things that you may be a little judgmental towards yourself for. So absolutely. Well, thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate it. We appreciate the support. Please like and subscribe. Send to your friends. Follow us on Instagram, all the things. The next book club book is The Divines. We will chat more about it when we recap Reminders of Him. That was our May book. And our June book is The Divines, which I think is going to be pretty interesting. But again, we will give you the synopsis for that in our book club episode and that will be next yes and we're still like trying to figure out the exact timing so keep an eye on our actually probably our instagram is going to be the most accurate mm-hmm. of like when we're going to do it and things like that mm-hmm. um we're just trying to figure out like timing schedule wise with all the girlies of mm-hmm. what's going to work best for us but um reminders of him andrea and i have both finished the book but we're going mm-hmm. to reserve our thoughts mm-hmm. um until then i will say if you're still it's not too late it's never too late um this particular book is you know, an easier read in terms of like, it's not going to take you a ton of time to process or to get through. So if you're looking for like, you know, the weather's great, go like sit out in a hammock, go sit out in your lawn chairs and read in the sun. It's, it's, you know, the aesthetic is all there. The vibes are immaculate. So um, we look forward to talking about it next time. Awesome. Okay, guys, until next time, we will see you very soon, or I guess listen or talk to you very soon, whatever the word is. But bye. Bye. <laughs>